0: Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Bell Ringers, a teaching podcast to activate your school day. My name is Young Kim and I am a recently graduated, soon to be educator.
0: My name is Kaylin Bullock and I am Young's former teacher back in high school, and now I work as an instructional technology coach. Okay. So, Young, you yes. have just finished, well, it's actually probably been about a month since you finished student teaching, so what mm-hmm. what do you miss most about it? Do you miss it at all?
1: Oh, I think I miss the routine of getting up and um, just being... Out of school and just being with the kids and being with my seventh grade team, I really enjoyed working with the different teachers and, um, you know, just being able to see the kids every day and every day was so different and you never knew what to expect. I actually really, I mean, not actually, I liked student teaching and, like, the, the teaching the students and coming up with the lessons um, and even, you know, just, like, the uh, helping the students struggle. I really liked doing that.
0: Yeah, I'm sad to hear that the job hunt really isn't going yet. Why isn't it not moving?
1: It's not moving because I graduated Or. Uh, in, I guess, technically, December 18. And today is January thirty. Yep, January 3. Um, And my diploma hasn't been posted yet, which means I can't um, apply to be, apply for my Michigan State Certification. And now that I've moved back to Washington, I need that Michigan certificate in order to get my Washington State Certificate. So, but I don't have either of those because yeah. I'm not technically graduated yet.
0: All right. Well, let's be optimistic and assume that you're going to get the diploma posted all in your Michigan certificate. What's your game plan once those pieces are in place? What do you, How do you intend to attack the job hunt?
1: I think... Um, The most important thing that I want to do is just get into schools as a substitute teacher. Um, Ideally, long term subbing is good for um, just staying fresh and getting into that rhythm of teaching. Um, But I think that looking at a variety of schools and um, meeting principals and staff and just getting a feel for what kind of school environment I want to be in, what kind of different challenges each school has, I think getting a bigger picture of what the climate is like in Seattle would be helpful for me in my jobs hunt.
0: Yeah, I think you make a good point that by substitute teaching, you'll get a feel for yeah what those schools are like and have a better idea of where you might see yourself. So let me tell you a little bit about my job hunting. And I've already told you this story a little bit before, Mm -hmm. but I will for all of our listeners out there. Um, So back in 2006 is when I graduated. And so, man, all you did was I'm trying to think if I even applied online or if I mailed stuff. (laughs) I
1: don't know.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure. I might have mailed things
1: like your resume and cover letter
0: yeah i'm pretty sure i did um i would go i do remember going to a job fair and Mm -hmm. just having like my whole little teacher file in a folder um so i think that's a good place to try some job fairs see if there's some teaching Mm -hmm. job fairs around i did that uh, a couple of years ago, too, when I had moved back to Michigan, and so mm-hmm. I went to a job fair, and it actually led to for me to like three different job opportunities.
1: Okay, so nice.
0: that's promising. Um, and then, like I said, I back in the day with my first job, I had a phone interview with this school where I did end up teaching you you attended Mm -hmm. as well uh or you attended there as a student and the funny thing is so they called me or and and set up a phone interview and it was even before there were video calls so it was literally i was on a speaker phone and i couldn't see these people and i gotta i don't want to be i hope this doesn't discourage you but like i just didn't know i wasn't very good with the interview And maybe part of it was because I, it was over the phone and I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't in person, but also I was a brand new teacher and I didn't know a whole lot. And so I didn't think it went very well. Um, and I honestly don't know, but the principal ended up being in Michigan for vacation shortly thereafter, and he was kind enough to meet me at a Starbucks, and mm-hmm. we had kind of a follow-up in-person interview, and I eventually got the job that way.
1: Do, do you think the Starbucks m- meeting like helped them decide that you were the one that they were going to hire, or I
0: honestly don't know. I wonder. I. I really do wonder. I have no idea how many other people they interviewed. uh, So I don't know how desperate they might have been. It was (laughs) July, so I know that they probably were feeling a little desperate. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really don't know. I do recall he even read, uh, like, I think he had like a Blackberry, and he read (laughs) uh, an email. That was something like, well, you know, what she lacks in experience, you know, we've got a lot of experienced teachers around. So basically, they were saying, yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing, but they were going to hire me because they had, uh, you know, plenty of experienced teachers around to help out. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, that that was interesting. That whole process, and I ended up uh, moving out to Seattle and taking that job, and it was really awesome. And when I moved back here, and uh, a couple years ago, actually, I'll talk, well, yeah, I did some some job fairs, had the resume, I applied on I mean, that was the beautiful thing I could apply online. Uh, and then, for this most recent job I got, I really worked on kind of developing. A digital presence too because I had I'd put Uh together some websites um, as a tech integration specialist and I think I even put together an online teaching profile about you know my philosophy of teaching and some of the work I had done especially Uh with my master's program so I built like this whole website as my teaching profile, and I put that on LinkedIn, I put that on my resumes, I put that everywhere. Okay. And I I do think that, I mean, I guess it might be my technology bent, but you know, if things aren't online anymore, do they really exist? So you, I feel like right. you have <laughs> to build that online teaching presence. Like, what do you think about that? Is that something you've thought about? Is that something? This.
1: Yeah, I know that um, my college preparation program in some, uh, like orientation meetings, or wow. they were stressing that um, you might oh, you might want to have some sort of website where you can post some of your lesson plans or unit plans from your student teaching that, um if they're really good, you can show to your prospective employees. Um, I never did that, um, and I actually heard that one one principal, um, we had a panel of principals come and talk to all of us student teachers and he talked about how even just going up to the secretary at a school and handing them a physical copy of a cover letter and resume, um, that actually might help you get on the top of the pile because it's just right there and the secretaries can kind of um, put a face to the name and kind of give the principal some pointers as to uh, like wow this this guy he was dressed nicely and like loved the school building and seems like a really good fit for the two minutes that i talked to him and you know maybe that will be the the deciding factor but so who knows
0: So, thinking a little bit about how to make your presence known as a teacher,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I've been a... Twitter... Well, Twitter's changed my life as a teacher, totally, 100%. Mm -hmm. So, before we get into that, like, what have you... Have you been on... Are you on Twitter as, like a person
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i am on twitter i'm not very much on twitter though i remember i don't tweet a lot and actually a couple months ago let's see okay it says i joined twitter in november 2011 and um yeah a couple months ago i just went through all of my tweets and purged anything that i didn't like about good. like ninth or tenth grade me who just said you know bad yes. things or just I don't know just things that don't make sense or things that I'm embarrassed of and
0: that is a good move like you definitely want to make sure you get rid of you know you gotta be thinking about your digital footprint yeah and you are younger than me and that yeah you had social media when you were in like high school which is not the case Mm -hmm. for me so well a little bit but um yeah so you definitely need to be aware of what is out there and make sure it's not anything when somebody googles you that they're like oh no this you know definitely not gonna hire (laughs) him He shouldn't work with the students blah 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 so that's good that you've done that so Um, yeah, there was
1: nothing bad, it was yeah. just really cringy sometimes. Right. Oh
0: yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure if, believe me, if I had social media in high school or junior high, I would totally cringe at anything I would have posted. Thank goodness, I'm so grateful I did not. I joined in 2012, and I, I think what happened is there were, back in the day, there were these teacher blogs that I would follow, and... <laughs> some of the teacher blogs i would follow would mention things like oh i saw this on twitter and so that made me curious to see what twitter was all about and so i started to follow some of those teachers that whose blogs i followed and man i think then i started what did i realize somehow i figured out maybe i must have read somebody else's blog or something about how to use twitter (laughs) For, for mm-hmm. education. So there's all these hashtags out there, um, and there's hashtags in real Twitter, but in education Twitter, there's hashtags for various things. So like um, SS chat hashtag SSChat was social studies chat. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that. And then I think the other um, hashtag I caught on to early on was Hashtag flip class, I think it was, and that was all about the flipped classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there were, and and then from there, I realized that there were different chats that were happening. So not only the hashtags, but they would have weekly chats with a with a topic. And so I think I must have um, joined the social studies chat first thing. So it was Mondays, and I think it still is Mondays. And I think it was 4 p.m. Pacific, and when I, I, like I said, I think it still is at that time. And so I kind of learned there's, um, there's actually a different. I'm forgetting the name of the website, which is awful. But there's a different website you can use that kind of helps you follow the the chats as they go. Uh-huh. And and so people's. I mean, people would post. So many things, so many resources, so many lessons they did, and so by the end of a chat, you'd have like 20 different tabs open of all the resources people shared, Mm -hmm. and there it was such good stuff. And I think I, I talked about this in the in the flip class episode that I just got involved in the chat. I never even read a single book, but by by participating in that chat every week and connecting with these people. I was able to implement and change my classroom into a flip classroom, which in turn really just mm-hmm. changed everything. Because then I got more involved or, or more purposeful about my technology use, and kind of be, it just it just changed my trajectory toward also um, getting my master's degree in educational technology and all these things. And here I am today. So, um, and I still hop on there. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of. Uh, books by Dave Burgess Publishing that I've mentioned already several of them on the podcast and so like the edgy protocols for example I've definitely talked about them and how I love them and if, when you follow that hashtag people are posting about the different ways they use it
1: right, so it, it really sounds like Twitter you weren't kidding when it says when you said Twitter changed your life really it really did it really yeah. did
0: and, and it, you know, Twitter, one of the hashtags among teachers is hashtag sharing is caring. And so these teachers are so mm. willing to, to jump in. And so it's so worth your time. And especially as a new teacher, I think actually there there's the hashtag #ntchat for new teacher chat, um, and just it's just so amazing to see all the resources that you can continue to find. Um, like there was something I was interested in this summer #QRbreakin. It was like an activity breakout edu, and when you go and search those hashtags, like I said, you you find people posting links to resources that they've made and so it just it's a way to to connect with some really great educators and what they're doing in their classroom and at the time especially like I was I was this kind of a silo right I was the only social studies teacher and so it Mm -hmm. opened up like all of a sudden I had people to collaborate with and bounce ideas off of and learn from specific to social studies and flip class
1: that's really cool. So... Yeah, I'm looking at Twitter right now, and there's just so much that you know it's kind of overwhelming sometimes because you just gotta like I'm I might not be teaching about this topic, but I I just wanna click on the link and learn more about how to teach about this thing that I don't really need. Just
0: oh, I know. Well, that's a whole new problem. Like, there's the problem of keeping up, and actually, Wakelet is a really great resource for curating the tweets that you like. A basically like a curation website and it connects really nicely to Twitter. So I, cause that's always been a problem. Like I literally went through many iterations of how do I save all of my Twitter likes and all my Twitter stuff. Um, and then I guess going back to that job hunt, like, yes, you are a new teacher, but for, you know, Your tweets, like if you start participating in a Twitter chat or two, those tweets are there on record, and and they're showing you thinking about education and talking about education, asking questions about Hmm. education. They give a glimpse into who you are as a teacher. So, like, if you looked me up on Twitter, which you could, at Kaylin Bullock, you know, hopefully you would see... I, I actually i purposely have to refrain from too many bachelor and bachelorette tweets i actually <laughs> refrain from them completely because my account really is education related and so yeah by you looking see it right now yeah so you can yep. by, and you can see how in the job hunt especially a principal who and there are definitely principals out there that are all about twitter for education like They might go hop over to Twitter, and if there's nothing there for young Kim, you know, it doesn't disqualify you. But if there Mm -hmm. is stuff there, um, you know, that that can be really good as well. I don't don't know if it could lead exactly to any job specifically, but I do think... (laughs) You might find um, or maybe even I know personally, like if if there's a teacher on your interview committee and they're on mm-hmm. Twitter, right, they might look you up and again. like, yeah. I think it's better to find something there than to not find anything there. Hmm. OK, so there's Twitter. It's the best. And you are not yet married and you don't yet have kids. And so you actually have time to be on there.
1: Um, so I can't really figure out like if I was to jump on Twitter right now, what what topic would I be looking for? What subjects would I be looking for? Like I have no idea where to start, but it is actually all my bookmarks. Like okay. so, I do apparently go on Twitter from time to time. So
0: yeah, well here I'm gonna tell you a few things to keep keep you moving and keep you motivated. Number one, yeah, I would check the hashtags oh before i forget i remembered the website that helps you follow hashtags TweetDeck.
1: and tweet it links deck. to okay. your
0: twitter account and that way you basically can have a column for each of the hashtags you follow so you can have a column hmm. for ss chat you can have a column for edu protocols and then you'll see everything that's up to date and so that's a nice way instead of just randomly searching all the things of interest are already there and then let's say you search hashtag sschat anybody who has had some interesting tweets related to that and you start following them and then you know and then follow who they follow because of course twitter once you follow somebody it will suggest similar people mm-hmm. anyway that's how you start building that network so TweetDeck. Then start just searching a few hashtags. Hashtag EduProtocol, hashtag SSChat. You could check out the hashtag NTChat. Anyway, those would be good places to start.
1: You know, um, to be honest, when when you said we were going to talk about Twitter this podcast, I I said, oh, we're just talking about just Twitter. I know you said that. But I think that's because I, I would see my sister on Twitter and see what see the people that she follows and you know I just thought it was like another place to post memes and different things but yeah um, I, yeah I think it's um it's it's kind of indicative of uh, or like it reminds me of like my students who are using technology um, and they don't really know how to use it as a tool. But all of a sudden, when I see you using Twitter as a tool with all these um, like SS chats and all the different um, teaching yes. related um, conversations that can happen on Twitter, all of a sudden, it, it's like a different thing. It's like a whole other uh, opportunity for me. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm really glad that this twitter is our episode topic today i I learned a lot
0: well don't get me wrong i do love to follow some live tweeting of award shows and like i said of the bachelor and bachelorette i do like Mm -hmm. to follow that and it is people being funny. I generally don't participate in that because there is, like, a lot of pressure to actually be funny. <laughs> that's, that's very intimidating. So I get it where it's like, oh, that's Twitter. Um, but, no, it, the Twitter for educators is, like, a huge, amazing community full of just, like, endless possibilities. Um like I said, I've been on there since 2012, and I still like to check it regularly, and I still find so many resources. So I'm glad that you have found out that it's not just memes and, and funny tweets. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. That's there. But uh, in the education community, I really think it's a must to be a connected educator and Twitter is does a beautiful job. And from that, even like, let's say Twitter isn't your favorite, but from people you connect with on Twitter, they have then Voxer groups where people are on there contributing ideas. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a gateway to lots of other connections with other educators and hopefully, maybe even some job connections, right? <laughs> yes, if so, you're a
1: principal. <laughs> who is in a middle school or high school classroom and needs a social studies teacher?
0: That's tweet right. Tweet us
1: at at Bell Ringer Show.
0: That's another thing you should think about for your digital portfolio teaching website. Number one, you should talk about our lovely podcasts here. Number wow. two, yeah, you could even I think there's a way you can embed like your recent tweets on there too. Mm, so, mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So. Oh man, let's shift gears a little bit to our question of of the pod from our favorite person who submits questions, Kyla, and she comes up with really good questions. Yeah,
1: What's, this is a this yeah. is a hard one.
0: Yeah, go ahead. What's the question, Young?
1: It is. How do you make sure you are not teaching for good test results?
0: Hmm. Yeah. That is, as for myself, coming from, I, I taught much of my career in private schools where there really mm-hmm. wasn't an emphasis on testing and test results and how they do, and it, it wasn't tied to, you know, everything, basically.
1: Right.
0: And so in those, we didn't, you know, in, in that realm, you didn't really sweat the tests you're just doing your best to be a good teacher and, and implement good teaching strategies. And then, you know, good, good scores hopefully follow that. Um,
1: okay.
0: But it's been interesting now moving to public schools where the tests do determine a teacher's rating and you really wanna make sure they're prepared for those tests so they do have the best chance of, of doing well. But ultimately, I think I still fall on the side of if you are striving to be a good teacher, if you're striving to learn new things, um, to help kids have deeper learning, Mm -hmm. I think the test scores, I still think they'll follow. If you're not teaching to the test, I, you know, I don't think you should teach to the test. Right. (sighs) But it's hard because I also haven't really been personally so much in the position where so much of who I am as a teacher, you know, is is somehow determined by those test results.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I first saw this question, I didn't know if Kyla was talking about um, standardized tests, like like you're talking about, or just general, like the tests that I thought of was just content Um, assessments, right, Um, and when talking about assessments, I was thinking that, well, you know, you still could um, teach to the tests or teach to the assessments that you have the kids take and just show parents and principals, hey, like, all of my kids are getting really good grades in my class, Um, and I think to combat that, you know, you just, you know, I think it starts from having good assessments that are part of the curriculum, I guess, part of the content and not just, um, doing it to post a grade. I'm not sure if, you know, that if one follows the other or the other way around, but
0: yeah, yeah, I think what I've been hearing a lot out there in the Twitter sphere and elsewhere is like, um, you know you don't have to put a grade on everything Mm -hmm. and and teachers maybe sometimes feel the need that they have to have so many grades in a grade book but uh, really giving feedback is what's most important
1: Mm. steps
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so anyway yeah i i I hear you, though, on on not knowing necessarily which way she's taking that question, standardized tests or regular tests, but I think, you know, just making sure that you are are doing your best as a teacher, striving to Mm -hmm. improve, striving to have your students active and engaged on any test, that's going to help.
1: Or in anything. Right.
0: Exactly. Um, so to end, I was just thinking about some fun times we had in student council where I also tried to use Twitter. So, uh, what? I don't know. Well, while you, you used Twitter
1: for student council,
0: uh, oh. a little bit. So, okay. so while you were on student council, we went through like a video phase, I guess. I mean, I think people still like the lip dub videos were really popular Mm -hmm. and and so we we would talk about that a lot so the first one we made do you remember well do you recall do you recall the? oh man we made a few now that i think about it
1: yeah um well the one that i see in my notes is cite it maybe that one i definitely remember like anytime that call me maybe comes on the radio i, I still sometimes sing side it, maybe totally
0: <laughs> so, yes me just, too um yeah so that one i don't really remember why we did it i might have been behind this and just
1: <laughs> i think that was we were trying to get rid of like the boring um pamphlet that we pass out talking about plagiarizing uh oh, plagiarism yeah. and um, so we put that to a song. Right. That's right. Because we did. We had the tries. same
0: yeah. plagiarism brochure that we went over every year. And I, mm-hmm. I do remember saying, well, we can stop going over it the first year that nobody tries to cheat. And <laughs> it never happened. But right. yes, we did. We tried to spice it up by adding in the Cite It Maybe video. And... I put it out there on Twitter, hoping, you know, that it would get some retweets, because really I wanted us to go viral, but Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever got anywhere close to that. And then the other one that, it didn't go viral, I'm pretty sure I probably posted it, so it was Brat Street Boys. And so we had a teacher at the school, Mr. Brat, and and basically as a, a result of a fundraising effort, The male teachers put together this music video to I Want It That Way, where they were just lip syncing, but kind of Mm -hmm. recreating it. And I definitely put it on Twitter, but what I feel like I remember the most about how it connects to Twitter is it got taken down for copyright infringement on YouTube. I think it's it's back, but Uh I think... Uh, a former student, Miss Kay Holly, we won't reveal too much of her identity. I think she tweeted out something like, Oh, Brat Street Boys is gone. No. <laughs> and then news traveled through the school about how it had been taken down.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, see, there you go. Twitter can be used to spread all sorts of messages. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's just going to be good for. Having your voice out there about teaching and education. Mm. So, hopefully, you can build some connections and try to find some Seattle people. I'll see what Seattle people. Oh, man, you know what else you should do?
1: Mm.
0: Ed Camp. Um, I'll have to Ed find it Camp. for you. Ed Camp. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm probably. So, Ed Camp is, they call it an unconference. It's free, so you'll like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's on a Saturday, and uh, basically you show up, and people start writing topics on the board as suggestions, things they want to talk about, things they want to learn about, Mm -hmm. and it builds the schedule for the day. So the schedule isn't already made. It's made by the participants when they show up, and then you have four or five different sessions that you can attend, and and they vary. The EdCamp session, sometimes people are pretty prepared, and somebody you know, present something other times people bring up an idea just because they want to talk about it. And those, Mm -hmm. that's a really another great networking opportunity because you meet, you know, obviously teachers from in the, in your case, it would be the Seattle area. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's also another good way to, and, and of course people, Are tweeting about their sessions about about, about using the EdCamp hashtag so that's another way you know they're they're all over Twitter and people are talking about what they're learning on Twitter and people Mm -hmm. are connecting face-to-face
1: okay I'll check that out
0: Mm I know I'll try to see if I can find out uh, where it is and what's going on with that so excellent well i hope that next time we talk you have you know your diploma posted and Mm -hmm. at least a michigan certificate
1: yeah i can't wait to spend that money
0: (laughs) well that's the way you gotta make money This just
1: how it happened yeah
0: it's a it's a tough cycle there all (laughs) right well thanks for chatting and thank you all Mm -hmm. for listening and we will see you or listen to you you'll listen to
1: us next time (laughs) bye